We always say like, we wish we could give people like a magic pill that would last like a week and then it wears off and you could never do it again. It's like a one shot. And they could feel what it feels like to be rested, to feel strong, to have your body kind of like work how it's supposed to work. And I bet you every single person would be like, okay, I'll give up that extra happy hour. I'll figure this out. Because I think sometimes the barrier to entry is people are so used to how they feel maybe in a subpar way that it's really hard to make that sacrifice seem like worth it in the beginning. And that's where it just comes in with like sticking to a habit you can actually make work, like not reshuffling your entire life in a week, making it small at first and then making it these consistent things. So once you feel good, you're probably always gonna be able to find time for it. Welcome to Black Belt Beauty Radio, a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life. Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready. It's time to rise. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Black Belt Beauty Radio. Today on the show, I have the powerhouse duo, Lacey Lazoff and Melissa Paris, founders of Bells Up, an empowering digital strength training platform for women. Lacey specializes in hard style, kettlebell, barbell, and bodyweight training. As a NASM certified personal trainer and former strong first kettlebell level two and bodyweight instructor, Lacey is passionate about educating women on the benefits of using strength training progressions to optimize their body composition and fortify their mindset, strength, and capabilities. Her work of empowering women through her strength training programs has earned her features in multiple publications, including Self, GQ, Harper's Bazaar, Runner's World, Shape, and Women's Health. Melissa has an impressive 15 years of fitness and nutrition experience under her belt, holding a degree in dietetics. Her highly effective training takes her clients from a mindset of fitness and working out to a mindset that is empowered and has them training for life performance. After the birth of her two sons, she became passionate about guiding women through safe and effective pre and postnatal strength training workouts for her specialty program, Fit Forth. Together, Lacey and Melissa are a creative force in the fitness world for women as they model true ownership of self, internal and external strength, as well as being in the best shape of their lives at age 35 plus while empowering other women around the world to discover and to connect with their own power and strength at any age. In this episode, we dive into the extremely prominent topics of maintaining longevity, health span, youth, and endurance through weight training, overcoming the stigma of weights being for men and cardio for women, why cardio and HIIT and other fast-paced training sessions must not replace resistance training, trading the mentality of working out for fitness for the mentality and programming that has you training for life. I promise this episode is going to give you strong motivation and ideas that will drive you to train consistently and create sustainable habits that fortify your well-being and really your badassery levels no matter what your age. 
So as always, please, I love to connect with you. Let me know you're listening to this. Throw this up on your IG stories. Tag myself, Roxy Look, Blackwell Beauty. Tag the girls. Their handles are in the show notes. And if you have not already given this podcast a five-star rating and review, what are you waiting for? <laughs> uh, no, I would just be so grateful, truly. There's a link in the show notes to make it super easy for you. And it would really mean the world to me and my team and all the guests who come on here and share their incredible expertise, strategies, tactics, stories, wisdom, all the things for all of you. So thank you so much in advance to all of you who are going to do that. Much love to all of you who already have. And without any more words, please enjoy this empowering conversation with the girls of Bells Up. You guys, before I hit play on this episode, I got to fill you in on one of my secret weapons that helps me to feel great and perform great in my life. I get asked this question all the time. How do you have so much energy? And the truth is, it's my entire lifestyle. But a major factor that plays into this energy is my morning ritual. That's right. That is my secret weapon. It's how I'm starting my days. How you start your day, you guys directly impacts how you are going to move throughout your day. So what I wanted to do to really support you to optimize your energy, to help you be very focused and drive yourself in the direction you want to move yourself throughout your day is I created a free downloadable 10 minute kick-ass energy morning ritual. That's right. Cause I know, I know not everybody has a ton of time every morning to designate to a morning practice, but even 10 minutes 10 minutes at the start of your day will make a major difference. I say it all the time, you guys, inches make the mile. So what do you get in this morning ritual? You get a five minute meditation that you can actually take in at any time of day. It's going to root you, center you, and help you just get very grounded and elevated within yourself. You're also going to get a free downloadable PDF with some action prompts just to help you build the habit of this ritual. So, so there's some journal prompts in there. There's a movement prompt in there. There's some intentional nutrition prompts in there just to help you, you know, be very conscious about the way that you're driving your body and your nutrition throughout the day. Both are huge levers in how you're going to feel and perform. Another call to actions. All of this you can receive by entering your email. There's a link in the show notes, but this is also on blackbeltbeauty.com's homepage. I just made it easy for you by putting this link in the show notes. Put in your email and you will immediately get the meditation and PDF sent to you. I did this because I want you to feel great and perform great in your life. And honestly, you guys, my morning ritual is truly that. It is a secret weapon. It's how I sharpen my sword and how I strengthen my shield and prepare for battle. Whatever life's going to throw at me or whatever I'm, you know, putting myself in, in terms of being in the arena, you know, seek the fight every day. I know that I'm going to be better capable after I have done this morning ritual. So check it out. Let me know if it serves you. DM me on Roxy Look or Black Belt Beauty's Instagram. I can't wait to hear what you think and what you feel after practicing this morning ritual. 
Girls, what's up? I'm so, I am so, so excited to have both of you on. Uh, you're the second trio, or this is a trio podcast that I've ever done on the show. So thank you so much, Melissa and Lacey, for being here with all of us today. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. We're pumped. Yeah, literally, that's the word. I, you know, <laughs> I want to start. It's like the perfect word. Yeah, Lacey's so background. We got the gym. I know. I, um, I literally have my Jane Fonda. <laughs> I have my girl power with my barbell. Yeah. So, and I'm wearing pink okay. on top of that. So it's just all I, <laughs> I love. I, and actually, that's that's a perfect set. I almost wore pink too. I had this whole pink outfit on this morning and I changed because I don't know, black belt beauty, you know, uh, but now actually where you just left us, that's a perfect segue. I want to read something that I literally have chills just thinking about it. Um, it's so badass, and it's, it's going to kick this talk off perfectly. So this is pulled from your site. It says we work hard, train smart do things that get us where we want to be, can do more pull-ups than men, wear mascara to the gym, have calluses, kids, no kids, run businesses, no autonomy, look good doing it, with manicures and blowouts, confidence and heart, women are beasts, we get it done. Act like it in your training, in your life. Stop paying for fitness. Finally invest in getting strong. Ladies, fuck yes. That is like, I read that and I was like, hold, can I put that on my wall? <laughs> That's just like, so it's so refreshing. You know, it's that beautiful combination of masculine feminine energy in my life. And it's certainly woven into everything that I share, my brand, my coaching. It's this constant harmony of masculine feminine energy. And, you know, we're going to talk about strength, muscle health, and, and all things related. Um, you know, I'm in my forties, so I grew up in the eighties primarily, right? Eighties and nineties. And, you know, when I grew grew up, there wasn't this whole strong is beautiful. And it was really segregated. It's like, you're a female, you don't have muscles. You maybe do a lot of cardio and aerobics, but like muscles are for men. Right. And then it, and then it, and then it went even further. Like, Oh, if you lift weights, you get bulky and all of that bullshit. So I would, I would love to start first before we dive into those um, areas that I want to tease out with you girls, how did you both meet? Cause you guys are both forces. How did you meet and come together? Uh, we have a weird, like, I don't know, Missy and I talk about this sometimes because it almost seems like the universe conspired to bring us together because I, I ended up moving to New York city. So I'm originally from Portland, Oregon from the West coast. And I moved to New York City knowing two people in 2010. So when I moved, it was partially because I just wanted to live in New York. I just always, I went there like on a seventh grade trip or something. And I was like, I'm going to live here. And then the one person I knew eventually like pushed me to, I'd go visit her a lot in my early twenties and party with her. And I'm like, I've got to come. So eventually when my job transferred me to New York and I was in fitness apparel, I, um, I met Missy through a connection, this woman that had worked like in marketing for the company that I was with. And she was like, you know, this, this trainer that I, I know of her, I don't really know her that well, but she would be a great like brand ambassador for the company. And so I ended up getting introduced to her and we just like hit it off. But then we didn't really have 
I guess, openings for the that role at the time, like to bring her on as an ambassador. It was gonna be like a year later that we could bring her on, which sounds crazy now. But so we kind of just tabled it but then she was a trainer at um, Reebok Sports Club in the city, which was down the street from where I worked. So we just would run into each other and it seemed like normal. It was the Upper West Side, like it's a neighborhood feel that we'd run into each other up there. But then the other layer is that we started running into each other in like all corners of the city, like in the weirdest <laughs> Neither of us should have been like, Missy, I remember, I, I still used to send her pictures recently of this <laughs> random like, Jenny Craig, um, I want to say store, like a center on the Upper East Side. I remember specifically running into her in front of Jenny Craig. I don't even know when, in like 2011, maybe, maybe it was 2010. And then like the next week I was having a drink with my roommate at the time in the West Village. And she walks in with her now husband and like one of their friends to have a drink. And I was like, wait a minute. So I think that's where it was born. And Missy might have a different take, but it, we just kind of like, I don't know. We just started hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. If you like think about your life, if like everyone, I think like took a moment to like really think about their life and where they're at. It's like, I don't know. I just feel like pieces sort of come together to sort of catapult you to this place. Right. So I look back at those moments and I'm like, there's no coincidence that Lacey and I were strategically placed in these places all over New York City. Like New York City is big, but it's also small. And it it was just very interesting now, fast forward all these years. So we just remained close friends. And, um, you know, we've just uh, built this bond over the years and it really came, really came to fruition with our businesses over the past year and a half through the pandemic, because we sort of just came together and we're like, okay, like how can we do what we're doing and still offer this to the world in a much better, bigger capacity? And kind of like what you said initially, like even back then, I mean, Missy and I are, I'm 37 and Missy um, is a couple years older than me. And so we like, we weren't super young around this time, like 10 years ago, like late twenties, you kind of are figuring out who you are. You kind of know who you are. And there weren't a lot of women that were really like interested in training. Like at least that I found in New York city, like me, like when I was on the West coast, CrossFit was just starting and I was pretty involved with like a growing CrossFit box in Portland. that was really like me and like seven dudes that would train at like 6am together. And I just remember, I always felt like a kind of a weirdo. And I tried to find that in New York and I ended up going to like a CrossFit box in Brooklyn. And it just was like too much with my life at that point. And at the time, like group fitness was becoming like this thing in New York, like soul cycle was brand new. I mean, it, the really only yeah. group fitness was like maybe your class at Equinox or yoga was starting to kind of grow. Yeah. There weren't all these like boutique studios doing everything you can imagine. So when I met Missy, she actually started training me. And then a few of the assistants from the store that I was running um, together. And we, we literally over that year, after we started running into each other, we would go to Reebok, me and these two other women. And Missy would like sneak us in kind of and train us for free. And then we would all have lunch together. And then we started kind of weaving together our lives. And here we are (laughs) completely weaved now. 
That's so, yeah. this is such a rad story. First of all, let me just say, I lived in New York for several years of my life. So I totally know how, how cool that must've been when you're, you know, finding yourself meeting up in random different parts of the city, because you're so right. It's so big when you first get there, if you're not from there, uh, but it gets small, real fast. Right. Um, but it is still, you kind of stick to your section, right? So yeah. then to just be seeing each other, you know, it is to me, I, I really do view this as, um, you know, points of alignment. Like you were certainly, you know, meant to be, uh, to moving, to be moving forward together, you know, and then here you are just for clarity, you call her Missy. I call you Melissa. Cause that's how I know yeah, you, but just, yeah. 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 Okay, cool. So in like the professional, like everyone will probably see me as like, you know, my Instagram says Melissa, but everyone in my life who knows me calls me Missy. So you can refer to me as Missy. Okay, cool. I love that. Well, so I'm really curious to what was it about strength training? Cause that's, a, that's the core. I mean, you guys specifically utilize a lot of kettlebell, which I'm excited to talk about. Um, but what was it about strength training that got you really excited and, and want to focus um, your programs in that, in that way. So I think we both evolved a lot over the course of the last couple of years, um, maybe decade. And for me, I think, you know, there was so much of this, like, I think this idea around hit training and moving fast and like, and I think I started to really notice that not, there's not a lot of long-term results that come out of that, right? Like there's not a lot of measurable um, goals that come out of that. Right. I think it's great to get people moving. Um, I think it's a great starting point. And I'm not saying like, you don't say not to do it, but I think I started to notice with my own body and my own life. I'm like, okay, there needs to be more, right? Like there needs to be, um, something that builds off of, off of one another. And, um, you know, I think Lacey and I were kind of thinking about this for a while. Like, how do you turn a personal training concept of strength training into a bigger thing? That's mm-hmm. out, that's not hit training. Yeah, no, that's such a great point. Cause I mean, obviously hits like hits amazing really for a lot of reasons. I mean, there's yeah. so much research and, you know, data that shows like for so many reasons you can benefit from hit training. It's certainly a part of my movement throughout the week, but it doesn't replace strength yeah. training. And that's, I think one of the most important messages. And I love that that's a big piece to your whole programming is that you're, you're so right, Missy. It's like this, you know, strength training really gives you the opportunity to measure your progress if you have great programming. Right. And, you know, focusing on women, first of all, let's, let's talk about this. Actually, this is really important to kind of weave in here. I found, and I would love to hear your take on this, but women tend to be intimidated of, of lifting weights for a couple reasons. First of all, it's, it doesn't really come natural. It's kind of easier to like jump on the spin bike and, you know, and I think that's part of like, just because how we've been groomed around fitness and women, like we, we have combined, not we, us, but like society has combined this concept of like women and cardio that goes great together, men and lifting weights, they belong together. So one thing that I really want to just tease apart with both of you is, you know, I have found that women, women come to me and they're like, I don't even know where to start with, with weight training, with resistance training. There's a lot of intimidation 
that goes into that subject and that form of training for women. And I, I think it's a lot, it, it has to do because of the way that society has trained our minds to think like women in cardio, men and lifting weights. So it's that number one. And then I think even, you know, just like being in a gym setting, the way the gym's even set up, right? It's like the men are all in the weight room. I mean, these days, obviously there's a lot, we're, we're making a lot of progress now, you know, but it tend to, it was like sectioned off where you like, see the women on the cardio machines and, you know, versus the men, in, you know, in the weight room. So I, I would love to know from both of you, you know, what, do you find that that's been the case with a lot of women or they're intimidated? They don't know where to start even. So Lacey's going to be really great at hitting on a lot of points about this. I think what happens is, is when people, when women see anything with weights, they think it's strength training, right? Like if there's weights involved or resistance involved, it's strength training, strength training to me. And I think I don't want to speak for Lacey too, to us is like a program that progresses, right? So, um, I think we see the women that value that because this is what we do for a living, right? A lot of women seek us out because they're like, okay, you're living this strong, healthy life. Um, and how do I do the same? Whether they're 25 and thinking about maybe the future or yeah. maybe they're 60 and being like, okay, like I really need to like get on this. Um, yeah. So I think there, I think that we have lived somewhat in a bubble because we see in our own cohort of clients, like the people that really value this, right? The women that really value this. But when you're like just talking to people, when I'm just bringing my kids to drop off at school and moms are like, oh, you know, like I'm going into my bar class or whatever. And like, I'm, everything is great. But yes, like you said earlier, it shouldn't take away from your strength training. Your strength training is your anti-aging answer, right? Like, so how do we get that across to more people. If you want to look younger, lift weights. If you want your skin to look tighter, lift weights. Like we just did a whole thing about this in our newsletter around like all these different things that women do, like pool scoping, da 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 da. Like spend all this yeah. money on these things. It's like, okay, you can save yourself a lot of money mm-hmm. by lifting weights. You know, so yeah. um, Lace, I don't know if you want to add to that. I mean, this is like in a nutshell, the bigger reason why Missy and I decided to join forces and start a business. And actually, I think in another way, have more of like a public facing career as female trainers, because, you know, I know I didn't initially like I had a career shift to become a trainer, even though I was in the fitness world, like it was kind of a weird side hustle interest. And Missy really pushed me to do it full time. Um, This was like six or seven years ago. And I think what I really saw, because in my story, you know, I started with private clients, but then, you know, I, I was dabbling in group fitness in New York city and I started getting opportunities. I ended up teaching at one of the most well-known hit studios in the city, kind of like in its prime. And I'd have women come up to me all the time that are like, why isn't my body changing? I'm working my ass off. And like what Missy said, they were, I mean, they were like kettlebell swinging in a class, lifting some dumbbells, but where the disconnect was, is they equated like, okay, my 10 pound dumbbells are strength training. My 15 pound dumbbells that I've been using a year are strength training. And what, what I really found is women, like there's just so much mixed messaging out there about what scientifically, if you're going to be pretty frank about it, actually like is proven to change bodies. 
And, you know, I found a lot of women like didn't want to be injured. They were training for vanity reasons and also strength reasons. Like, and a lot of times they either weren't achieving the vanity reasons or the, you know, other little things would creep up. Like I'm tight from my spin bike or I run and I always have like a hip thing. So there was this disconnect and there still is. And this is my mission with Missy and I, you know, really spreading this message. Like strength training isn't really shown to women in just like a pure form. I find it's either, don't mind that doorbell. That's very weird. I find that it's either like a very big picture thing. Like Mm -hmm. you must be at the CrossFit games or it's like, now you're going to lift a five pound weight. Right. Oh my gosh. And people found us and they're like, well, you seem like real people. Like, you don't yeah. they come to me and they're like, well, you don't look like you're competing in the CrossFit games, but you're lifting right. huge weights. How does this work? And I'm like, this is what women aren't shown. Um, and I think that that's our bigger mission to be examples of, you know, it doesn't mean like you said, spin or bar or any of that is bad. It means like, match you up with that thing. Like uh, repeat that, repeat is, that. Like, if your goal is to have like a six pack running is your main thing is probably not going to be the best pairing. Like we got to pair you yeah. with the things that are going to get you there. I think bodybuilders do this really well, but again, that term women are exactly. like by that. No. So. And you know what? It's no, it's so, so powerful. What you just shared, both of you, you know, I, and I've spoken about this already a, a lot on, on the, of the podcast, um, you know, in my solo episodes and also with incredible guests like Sal Stefano of mind pump, you know, I was, so my body type is I'm a mesomorph muscle loves me. Right. And growing up, I was an athlete until I injured my knee. I have, I've had three knee surgeries that was in my teens. So I'm 43. Right. And then, you know, after the injury, I didn't really have any tools. It wasn't like I was on some like lifting programming or anything like that. I was just naturally fit. I was a competitive runner, um, and just a really highly active uh, girl. And then all of a sudden I'm gaining weight. Cause at that time I was on the American diet and, you know, and then all of a sudden I'm like, Whoa, like what's happening. And I kind of, I looked at my body and I, so, you know, over the muscle I had, you know, adipose tissue. So in my mind, it's like, I felt bulky already. So the last thing I wanted to do now tack on what we were just talking about, like societies, you know, the whole, like girls don't live ways you're going to get bulky. And I'm, and my, I have three brothers and they're all athletes and they'd say, lift fucking weights. And I'm like, hell no, I don't want to get bulkier. I don't want to get bigger. I'm five, four, you know? So, and then the marketing starts really turning on and I'm just going to say it. I'm sure you both have heard it. Lift, don't lift more than two pound weights to have the teeny tiny arms. I fucking fell for it. We know what we're talking to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Lisa's like, I know what you're talking about. I fell for it. So I'm like with my two pound weights, nothing. It does nothing. Sorry. It just in my body. And I think as a majority, go ahead. What were you going to say, Missy? No, it's just so funny. I always say to people, yeah, it's hard because you do it for five minutes. So your arms are tired. Sure. Right. Your you're exhausting. You're going to the point of failure. Tired. You're not building right. muscle. Your arms are just fucking tired. <laughs> exactly. So finally, finally, I'm like, all right, I'm listening to my brothers and I dialed in and I started lifting heavy and I'm a naturally strong female. My grip strength is gnarly. 
I start lifting big, you know, heavy weights. My brothers had me on a program and my diet's really dialed in already. I'm like a super fucking geek about nutrigenomics and all this stuff. So that part was great, but I did start incorporating more protein, right? When I want to talk about that muscle protein synthesis with you girls and muscle health in general, what I discovered was that I started to get fucking lean. Like I, there's a difference of being thin and small and then having a body where you have shoulders, you have definition, you have triceps and back and you know what I mean? And that started to, to unfold for me, not to mention the, the mindset strength that really started to, you know, when you, when you could deadlift, you know, upwards 150, you know, plus pounds, like it's not just a physical thing that you're experiencing. You're experiencing strong, you know, mental strength as well. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm sharing my story in this talk because it's so validating to, to what you girls have just shared and, 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 and even your programming and, and your whole approach to fitness, you know, because I, I, and I love, and I'm so on the mission with you and I, and I'm so happy that you both decided to really push your faces forward and be more of a voice in this, you know, on this subject, because it is, it's so necessary because like you said, Missy, it is the ultimate anti-aging tool. I have a whole tagline under my brand age, like a badass. That means a lot of things. One thing I'll point out, it means if I get to live till fucking 80 plus I can get out of my chair. I don't need your help to get out of my chair. Right. And I know that in your programming, you know, let's dive into this because it's not just, oh, I can pick up heavy things. It's being functional. Yeah. Right. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because that's so important. Yeah. So that's something we talk about a lot. And, you know, I, um, I gear this a lot towards the mom crowd because I think people have children and then they're like, oh my God, like this is so physical, right? Not yeah. yet labor delivery. And then the whole shebang, right? Like yeah. it's tw- a 24 seven thing on top of whatever you were doing before. Right. So um, I lift so that my day is actually better. Right. Like I'm not like, I can't take you to the playground today because I'm tired or uh, I'm like, no, watch me beat you on the monkey bars. You know what I mean? Or like <laughs> I was talking to my kid on the way to baseball camp this morning. I'm like, Augie, let's go to the batting cage this weekend. You can watch me crush softballs. Like I crush softballs. You know what I mean? And I'm proud of myself because that's kind of the present mom that I want to be. And that's where my like training trickles into my life. It is my life. Right. So, and regardless of whether it's kids or not kids, and that's what we say in our website, it's like, I want to be able to go to the grocery store. I live in New York city. I don't want to have to pay for, I I pride myself on walking my bags home from Trader Joe's. You know what I mean? Or I'm often like the person with a million bags hanging off of me. You know what I mean? And I'm not, I don't know, but you know, it's, it's all of those things. And it, then it's like, sleeping better, eating better. You know, like I sleep better because of the way that I train. Right. I, I'm a happier person because of the way that I train. And Lacey yeah. and I talk about this at nauseum 
it's not about working out or training at 150% of your max. So first we got to get the people in, right? First we got to reel the people in and be like, okay, like the women, this is what we got to do. We got to get you on a strength training protocol. We got to get you on a program that progresses, right? Like put down the 10 pound weights. Let's get you to those 15s, right? So that we got to reel those people in. Then it's like, okay, like how do we, how do we get you, how do we get you stronger? How do we show them that this, this type of living and training is like part of life. It makes your life better. You'll sleep better. You're in a better mood. Like you sit up taller, you, you do all of the things better. Um, yeah. I mean your hormone health Yeah, training and hormone health. They it's like, when you say feel better, that's a huge factor. It's literally, yeah. you know, um, yeah. If you want to talk about that a little bit too, cause that's a real thing that I think, uh, first of all, I love what you just shared. You know, I always say like life is a sport. Does it, you don't have to be a competitor. Yeah. This is, you don't have to be in, you're an athlete no matter what, because life is gnarly and whether it's carrying your grocery, grocery bags, building your business, or just getting through something like the pandemic, it's like you, yeah. you have to be strong and agile and all of these things. So having this physical strength, this hormone health, getting better sleep, posture, being stronger and more, you know, mobility, all that stuff. It is essential to show up as your greatest self every single day in whatever capacity towards everything. You know, yesterday I, you know, I run a business, right. Um, and there's so many, you know, facets to my business. And what yesterday was one of those days where every minute was owned. Right. And it, you know, I was like, it, it was, a, it was a lift day for me, you know? And I was like, fuck, damn. Okay. But there's so many things, but like, no, I need to go lift. And I always prioritize it, but it was that moment of like, shit, should I just skip it today? But, but no, a, because th- this is so important to me, but also because it's, it, it's so validating to what you just said. If I'm not, if this vessel isn't optimized, then everything else is suboptimal. Yeah. So that has to be the priority. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's, um, I, I, I posted something last night on my story and I don't usually work out after 3 PM. And I was like, no, 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 I, I view it. It's like, I was like, okay, it's going to take me 35, 40 minutes. Like just do it. Right. So I just did it or else it's not going to get done. Like the weights aren't going to move themselves. And, you know, one of the things Lacey and I talk a lot about, and I was going to go into this a little bit is like with our programs, it's like, we try to teach people once they're in right yeah you're not working out at a hundred percent of your max like ever like yeah like once every every I don't know eight to twelve weeks we're like okay yeah. let's let's do a test let's see where we're at let's you know depending on what program we have people on and that's what I think people really don't understand they need to either be at zero or they need to be at 150 right yeah and, or like I've had people say to me or say, Oh, like I want to train with you, but I have to like get in shape before I do that. I'm like, what is that? Oh, yeah. I have to no, like, what? Yeah. like it, it doesn't have to be. Um, it's not, we train somewhere, you know, we, it ebbs and it flows. And that's why it's, it's called training. It's not a workout. It's not, you know, exercise. This is your training for your life. You're training to complement your life. You're training. To, it's a non-negotiable. Um, well, and not to, Keep going. Sorry. Go, 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 go. I was going to say like my eye roll moment in the industry is like, I think fitness in a weird way has been made, makes people like, 
connect with things feeling hard. So every session feels like an accomplishment. Sure. But fitness is really great at packaging things that actually aren't that hard and making people think, I mean, it's all subjective, right? But actually like over time, you know, or wherever you're at, that the thing might not be that uncomfortable. And this is why I think things like spinning take off, why it's easy barrier entry to be a runner, like as I am. And people end up doing these things. And then there isn't really a point where they're really challenged. And weight training is usually pretty uncomfortable all the time. So I think we're dealing with this culture now in fitness where it's a lot of entertainment and it's a lot of kind of like, I mean, weak workouts. Like they're not really great. So people are conditioned to having this sense of accomplishment, like whether that be, you know, we're a big fan of people like monitoring their steps, whatever needs to happen for you to be motivated enough to actually do something is, is always a win. Yeah. But I mean, sometimes I think people just have crazy perspectives on what incorporating a true fitness plan into their lives could look like. And from Missy's point, most of us think it has to be this huge grandiose event every single time, whether that be like, I plug into this spin class and I've had this like cathartic moment that I need to share with every person. Sometimes it's like your session might be 20 minutes in a day, but if you do that your whole life, (laughs) you're going to consistently be strong. And that's what, you know, I think that we're really taking on in the fitness industry right now, because I actually feel like we're the most basic of things that is rebellious. Like I actually feel like we're leading this weird rebellion against just lazy fitness. (laughs) I fucking love it. No, well, so, okay. First of all, uh, Melissa, I mean, I know you're on the East coast and I'm on the West, but literally I was exactly, I don't, I don't really push myself too hard after three o'clock because I'm an early sleeper too. Yeah. But it, I was literally, it was the same time period. I was like, shit, am I going to? And I was like, no, just like, go do some deadlifts some hip thrusts and like, you know, get it done because it matters to me. And so the thing that is so important to pull on with what you both just said is this, you, it doesn't have to be this, oh, it's got to be an hour of full sweat and grind. Yeah. In fact, strength training, albeit, yes, it's, it's, uncomfortable because you're, there's tension, but a lot of times it's, you know, and, and with specific programming, it's like, no, it's, it's slower and it's more paced out, you know? And, and so it's not people think, and I'm sure you get this too, all the time with me that I am like some beast mode, 24, seven girl. And the reason why they think this sure. Do I have moments where it's yeah. Like, listen, I trained jujitsu. My brother's a strength and conditioning coach. We'll do some trot. I sprint. <laughs> I got all that too, but that is not happening as a constant throughout my, like meaning every day, it is way more laid back. In fact, walking is a huge part of my whole game. It does so much for me. And it's more about how you're dosing your movement with it being like consistent. So I always say like inches make the mile and people fucking overestimate or underestimate how much you can make progress with just these doses, like 20 minutes of lifting here or there, like fit it in where you can, but you just have to be consistent. And then all of a sudden, because they look at your bodies probably, and they're like, oh, beast mode, right? Like you don't get shoulders like that from not like crushing it every single day. 
It's not true. No, the problem is there's probably many things. This is a whole nother ball of wax, right? (laughs) (laughs) This day and age with social media, people get a highlight, right? So they get a highlight of what these trainers are doing. Trainers, I'm using, including us, right? Of what we're doing. Yeah. And number two, people don't have patience because everybody can get whatever they want. Yeah. And there's, this is the answer. There is no magic, whatever. There's, there's like, I've been on the same program for over two years. Yeah. Over two years, I've been on the same program. I am very tired of doing pistol squats. Like I literally have a goal to do something. I'll do it and I'll move on. Right. Like, but it's taking me over two years because I pretty much started from like, not scratch, but like, I pretty much started at like, you know, I was far from my goal. So my point is, is like, you just have to be patient. And I think that a lot of people don't have the patience that it takes to do this. It takes years. That's what I'm saying. It's so hard to get bulky. You get bulky if you eat too much. Okay. Well, let's, let's dive into that. That's important. Cause there's still going to be so there, I mean, there still are so many women who are like, and listen, it's all subjective. Like if you don't want triceps or shoulders, I mean, that's on, that's on you. But, but when we think about the aging process and we know, you know, I mean, my cosmic sister, best friend, doctor, Gabrielle Lyon, how, how we've met, I mean, she's the queen of this conversation. Your muscle is the longevity organ and we start to lose it at, you know, around, around the age of 30. And also it's like a double whammy. It's like, not only does it start to decrease, but it's harder to put on. So women think, and I'm the woman who can put that shit on, like by staring at weights. And Mm -hmm. it's still hard for me, right? Like to just build and build because it does have so much to do with, with food. So kind of talking about two things there. Number one, it's not easy to put on muscle. Number two, you better be trying to put on muscle (laughs) because if, as we start to, you know, age and it decreases, I I frame it like this muscle is like the savings account to your longevity and, you know, health, like for the remainder of your life, you have less muscle, you got less money in the bank to keep you going stronger and longer, right? This is why later in decades, like people who fall and break their hip or get pneumonia, they die because they're laid out. They, they, you know, it's, um, atrophy happens. They don't have the, the, the money in the bank and that's a wrap. So the importance around, you know, muscle building and really starting to shift the paradigm thinking of, I don't want to get bulky and rather thinking of, I want to live longer and stronger. So I, I should be driving myself to, to keep my muscles healthy and developing is so, so important. I mean, especially now with how much people sit, right. You just think alone. If you just put yourself on a pull-up program and worked your back, you would be doing wonders for your digestion. Wait, hold on. You have to talk about that. I always say like when people are like, what do you do for abs? I'm like, pull-ups. They're like, huh? I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So all those people out there doing saying, do this for your abs. Okay. No, no, no. Just do some pull-ups. Hang on the bar. Hang on a pull-up bar. If you just worked on your posture, you would do wonders for your digestion. All these people that sit like this, where is your food going? Right. 
No, that's such a great just, point. Just that alone, if 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 people thought about it from that perspective, and then it's like, okay, then all the aesthetic stuff comes, right? Like, of course, yeah. look a certain way. Of course, we want to operate like machines, but it just doesn't happen overnight. You have to, it has to take time. You have to put yourself on a program. You know, you it, it's prevention, right? Yeah. And that's kind of also the whole big thing with the, you know with our country, right? It's like, we want to be able to prevent disease. We don't want to be in this situation. Like you're saying when you're 80 and you need help getting up, like the woman yeah. like, the hall for me, I bump into her all the time. She's coming back from parties and I'm like, you are my hero. Like, yeah, she's like crushing it, you know? So yeah. you want to be that person that age is not a number. Right. Exactly. It's not, it's an energy, a hundred percent. How you it's, you know, I say this to Lacey all the time. I feel like I've gotten stronger after two kids. I oh yeah. Strong, if you're looking at the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I love I, that because of the program, because we, we follow programs, you know? And so let's, is- let's talk about your, pro- sorry, Lisa, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think a lot of women just get trapped up in weird smoke and mirrors again in like marketing and fitness. And, you know, unfortunately, like, I think a lot of people are labeled trainers that maybe aren't, or, you know, it's easy to get credibility if your ass looks nice and some pants on Instagram. So I think there's this big mix. Like, I don't think it's necessarily something women don't want. I do think that they're kind of confused, but I also think that it's great to see, I think ever more than before, this generation of women that are sort of in our generation, that can be the big sisters for the 20 year olds. Because I know that when I was, you know, 22 to 25, I was still sort of like, if I run a lot, I'm going to be skinny and I'll do some push-ups, And I just had no idea. Like what I just, the people I think that we're looking up to and that brands are highlighting, I think it's all a huge mix. And that's why those of us that, you know, we're not really trying to sell. I mean, missing, I have a method. We're not trying to like sell a method. We're trying to actually bring some focus as Missy's saying, like it's a program, um, versus, you know, do this to get a ballet booty. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, no. And I think it's even deeper. I think for sure you're bringing a focus in a program, but you're, you're shifting a paradigm of thought, you know, yeah. like, Hey, you know what? It's fucking badass to be strong. Right. It's not only important, it really is important. You might not know it and feel it when you're younger, but I know at 43 years old, I'm kicking my 20 year old's ass, my 30 year old, my 35, my, and it feels fucking good. And, and I'm going to keep this. Yeah. I don't know that many people that are in our club of 35 plus females that, you know, would say they're in the best shape of their life. Like right. just out of people and, you know, we're all trainers. So we probably know a good about, but like just yeah. in the general population, if we're talking about right. that. Let's just say if I went to my high school reunion right now, like it was right. I mean, I don't necessarily think that that's been something that has been ingrained in women, especially, um, or really something people have maybe thought about in a bigger picture, unfortunately, until like you said, it's harder. It's not as easy for us to do it now. So those habit forming times are really important. Ladies, I am so excited to let you know that Queendom, Black Belt Beauty's exclusive membership community for women only, has officially opened her doors and is welcoming new members. 
Queendom is an exclusive community of high-minded, empowering, supportive, badass women who are all on a mission to live from their fullest potential in life. This empowered space is monitored by me personally to ensure that it is non-toxic, non-competing, and an inspiring, energetic environment. What this membership includes is one monthly live Zoom call with me, where I take you on a deep dive and a specific focus for the month. So think topics like self-love, self-confidence, and vitality. These topics are vital to living from your fullest potential in life. So these talks are going to support you to get more clarity on them and help you to develop and strengthen your relationship with them in your life. You get one monthly challenge that is specific to the focus for the month for stronger development and progress in that area. You get a monthly workbook with a summary of that topic and journal prompts around the subject. You get a variety of intentional meditations that I create to help you get rooted in specific areas of yourself and your life. You get exclusive Black Boat Beauty Radio podcast guest content for Queendom members only. And ladies, I love to have fun, so you can expect to have a lot of it in Queendom. There will be several pop-up virtual events, including more live coaching sessions with me, beauty sessions, training sessions, cooking hangs, master classes and Q&As, all with high-level guest experts. You also get my VIP high performance vault. So think my top tools that I rely on to feel my best, to look my best and to perform my best in life. Above all, you get community and accountability support from the incredible members of Queendom who are on aligned missions to live from their fullest potential in life. You know, one of my favorite quotes that sums up my aim with Queendom is this one by Reid Hoffman. No matter how brilliant your mind or strategy, if you're playing a solo game, you will always lose out to a team. You guys, I want you all to be winning in your life from within and out. And I'm a firm believer that teamwork truly does make the dream work. So I've designed Queendom to be exactly that, a team of women who are supporting the best in each other to actualize their dreams into life. So the cost for all of this is just $40 a month. And that price is exclusive to this period of enrollment only. For those who purchase a full year of membership upfront, you get one month of membership for free. Investing in this membership is investing in yourself. So if you're ready to join Queendom, go to blackboutbeauty.com to sign up or click the link in the show notes. Ladies, let's seek the fight together in 2021 as a badass team of empowered queens. Membership has its privileges. I can't wait to see you and support you in the queendom. I would always say like, because, you know, there's, there are some body types that, you know, they don't have to do much and they just stay, you know, thinner. Right. And in my twenties, you know, I used to look at that because I, that's not me. Like I I've had to work. Right. And there were moments for sure in my twenties, especially when I was trying to get back to homeostasis and like figure out how do I get this off from my, you know, my teens and the injuries where, you know, I would look at that like, damn, you know, like that would be nice if I had some of that, but then it, you know, it started to shift. I'm like, no, you know what? I'm so grateful 
that my body type requires the work because it developed the behaviors that developed the habit that developed the lifestyle. And, and, you know, of course, like my roots, I was an athlete, but you know, I got teenage twenties. I lived in New York. You know what I mean? It wasn't, I drifted off from those roots for a moment, but then, but then I got pulled back in. But my point is to say that, you know, I'm so grateful that I developed and locked in these habits and lifestyle at a younger age because it is, it can be harder camp emphasis on can not saying that it necessarily is harder as we get older because life just gets more stacked. You get more tired, especially if you're not fit and you don't have the habits. And that's a segue to asking both of you, you know, um, I want to ask you like, what do you, what does your individual kind of your modality of movement, your schedule look like throughout the week? Because I know that one of the things that I'm sure you both hear all the time is like, I don't have time. Like, how do I fit in, you know, my program and all this? Yeah. I mean, especially with Missy and I, because a lot of our work right now is we film a lot for our digital programs for our clients. And so, you know, part of a good part of our job is physical. Like we're, you know, doing work on camera with kettlebells. So initially, I mean, Missy has kids. I, um, my boyfriend and I live together and he has two daughters that are um, nine and six. They're not with us full time, but we have them every day for four hours. So my schedule weirdly kind of revolves around children, like most of the time too, because I'm, you know, trying to be present with them when they're here. So I actually had to flip the switch on how I train um, or the structure of it to fit it into what my scheduling needs were, which was very different than my life as a trainer. Cause Missy and I really used to train in like that trainer sweet spot of maybe like noon to two. Um, yeah private clients because we would always have work super early and then maybe clients in the afternoon. So trainer time is like that middle part of the day, usually when you have a break. And now I, um, I have a little bit more of a balanced schedule as far as that's concerned. But if I'm going to get my session in, I need to get up early. And a lot of times my biggest pet peeve with, with everyone, (laughs) like, I don't have time. Like everyone, no matter what time of day it is, can get up 40 minutes earlier than they get up. Like every person, my boyfriend is an endurance athlete. So we do completely different things. I'm mostly barbell training and kettlebell training. You can see like my pull-up bar, like my sessions look different than his. He'll get up at 4 a.m. So he can get in a two hour bike ride in the mountains or go for his run or he does triathlon. So like whatever that thing is, I mean, he's got a full-time job. He's an entrepreneur, two kids, a busy life. And he literally gets up at 4 a.m., yeah, I think he just visited me. Um, and I think Milo was up at four or 5 a.m. every day because his schedule needed that. So I think it is like these days I get up at like 530 and I'm in the gym by six and then I'm working. Wait, hold on. Can you start? Because you, I don't know why you cut out and I wanted to hear the full thing. Um, my bad. Yeah. If, it, it, you, yeah, no, you're back. If you could just pick it up somehow from, I think it really is. Um, um, oh I know my, that's hard. I know. I, I think it is important that people look at their life and think about like, where can the room happen? And for me, that needed to be early. Like it just had to, like, I, I didn't have those flexible moments. So I think that it is an excuse 
even if, and Missy can comment on this, she has like full-time children that she has in the mornings and every time um, that, you know, all the things, you can always find something in your life that's going to get in the way. And if we start treating our time in the gym, even if it's 30 minutes a day, that's all you have, um, like eating, like yeah. no, one's, no one's like, well, I'm never going to eat again because I don't have time. Like you figure right. out how to have lunch. <laughs> like, so you can kind of like figure out this part. Um, I just, yeah, I think that that's what holds a lot of us back is, you know, not recognizing where we're spending our time or not being able to shift into like maybe the sacrifice mode of this might mean I have to get up a half hour before my alarm is now or something like that. Well, and let me just add to this really quick. Cause I think that's so valuable. I think, you know, it's like, Oh, how do I get up at four? Cause obviously sleep is literally like the high performance, you know, ultimate tool and longevity, yeah. you know, it's, it's everything. So one might go, well, I can't wake up earlier. However, and everybody's life is different. So I get it. It's not like this is an absolute, but you know, are you, are you watching Netflix till 11, 12 o'clock at night? You got to go to bed earlier. It's not just about waking up earlier. All of a sudden, it's like, go to bed fucking earlier so that that extra early time in the morning is more accessible to you. Right. Or even if it's like you figure out how to like, let's say your job is crazy and you're working super late there, there has, there is always some, something that can either be shaved that we're doing or moved around. I think like it, right. it kind of comes down to what your priority is, because if it's a really important thing to you, you're going to make that half hour. Like you just will, it's going to figure itself out. And, you know, for some people it might look like you put your kids to bed at seven 30 and then you do your training at night. I mean, it could look a lot of different ways, but I just, yeah, I, I think we all have, we all have moments that it can happen. And as you said, it's important. So it might mean like, okay, I'm going to start going to bed at nine. <laughs> like Missy and I yeah. go to bed early. It's actually, you know, crazy. <laughs> I'm an eight 30 girl with yeah. pride. Oh my I <laughs> say that I, um, I really, really value sleep. And, um, I've always been like this. I've never been a TV person. I've always been a nine o'clock person, wake up at six on my own. When I had kids that really changed, I wanted some time for myself, but I realized every single time I would slip closer to 10, I don't operate at the same level. So for me, how it works is my weeks are generally kind of the same, whether they're in school or camp or whatever. Um, and I, I get in four to five sessions that are somewhere between 30 and 60 minutes, 30 and 70 minutes. I don't miss them five days a week. I literally look at my schedule and I'm like, okay, where's my pocket of time? If I can't get in five Monday through Friday, I'm like, okay, well, one's going to have to happen on Sunday. And that means like, I'm going to either have to ask my dad or Geraldo or something, you know, my, my husband, but I, a very funny thing over this past year and a half, my kids have gotten so used to me working out in the house that they just kind of work out. They're just kind of doing things around me. Right. Like, Amazing. I just do it. Like, so there's really no excuse. My kids aren't trying to climb on me or pick up the kettlebells. It's become a part of their life. My training as well. So I want to add to that because Missy and I both did something in our own training that sort of bled into our, what our clients do as well. That was really beneficial just during this time. I think sometimes we think we need to schedule that like time and that's what you have. 
sometimes my barbell programs will take like 70 to 90 minutes with rest between lifts. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't have time to like do the whole program at once. So some of the accessory work, maybe that's like some presses or kettlebell swings. I'll actually mix that into a different part of my day. So I'll look at my plan. I'll be like, okay, I can get my barbell lifts in here. I'll kind of do an extra little warm up, but then I can do my ballistic stuff later when I have more time. Missy, you know, we both do this sometimes with pull-ups. Like we don't have to sit there and bang out our pull-ups in a 10 minute time frame. Maybe, you know, you put a bar in your door frame, you do two. And then like an hour later, you do two more. And then by the end of the day, maybe you've got up to your 20 reps or whatever you're going to do, but you got the reps in. That's all that really matters. And that's worked for a lot of my clients. I think it's really shifted their perspective on what the gym looks like because, you know, what we do, you can have kettlebells, you can have like adjustable dumbbells, you can put a pull-up bar in your house and you really have more accessibility. And sometimes that I think a lot of people's perspectives have changed and they're maybe saving the time that they're commuting to the gym. Even if it's not every session that they do, maybe it's like two days a week. It makes it a little easier to learn the stuff and like have it somewhere you can use it easily. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. no, it's just figuring out like if it, it can work, you have to make it work. Right. And you have to figure out like what your non-negotiables are. Like I am like you, I often go to bed at eight 30. Like I'm putting the kids to sleep 99% of the time I fall asleep with them. And then I just move beds at some point or whatever it is. Like I, that's, that's what I do. That's how I get up and operate and I'm happy and whatever. Yeah. No, it's, we always say like, we wish we could give people like a magic pill that would last like a week and then it wears off and you could never do it again. It's like a one shot and they could feel what it feels like to be rested, to feel strong, to have your body kind of like work how it's supposed to work. And I bet you every single person would be like, okay, I'll give up that extra happy hour. I'll figure this out because I think sometimes the barrier to entry is people are so used to how they feel maybe in a subpar way that it's really hard to make that sacrifice seem like worth it in the beginning and that's where it just comes in with like sticking to a habit you can actually make work like not reshuffling your entire life in a week making it small at first and then making it these consistent things so once you feel good you're probably always going to be able to find time for it you're I'm like Uh, right now not just going to be like I mean, I haven't done much this week because I, this is the first day I haven't had like a head cold, which has been a miracle. Thank God it was today because I've sounded like a crazy person, but I've shit this week. Like I've walked my dog. That's a mount. Cause I couldn't breathe. Like I'm not, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to lift. Like I can't actually breathe. So my whole exercise this week has been walking my dog. That's literally all I can do. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I'm going to quit lifting because I missed a week or, you know, it, it's just not going to happen now. Cause I know how much better yeah. my life is when I do it. Yeah. Or, You're yeah. literally speaking to my heart. Sorry. I just want to say that I always say you, you don't really know how good, good feels until you get there. And then you, everything your taste changes. I mean, even in terms of diet, people ask me sometimes they're like, what's your cheat food? I'm like, cheat on what? Like, what am I cheating on my grass fed bison or my fucking wild salmon? And like, I I got nothing in my dark chocolate. Like, I don't want that shit because I feel like a Ferrari 
And that feels a lot better. And I know the difference. And that's so important too, because I didn't grow up just like, oh, lifting weights and organic food. No, like I said, like I was on the American diet. I know the fucking difference. And when you start to feel that difference, not just see, important word here, feel. The seeing will happen too. Like you'll, you'll, you'll put on your jeans. It's like, you know, I, when, when I was in the thick of that whole moment where I was trying to get back to homeostasis, going to get dressed was, it sucked. It was frustrating. I mean, gratefully, listen, I gained weight all over. So it wasn't like I was obese, but I wasn't in my optimal body composition. You know what I mean? I'm a small girl. Right. So, but that changed. And now it's like getting dressed is, I mean, it's easy. You know what I mean? So wear anything, anything. it's freedom. Story for me. Um, so I live in Mexico because my boyfriend's Mexican and like we were doing a long distance relationship during the pandemic. So long story, but like, if, if I didn't end up here, it would have been like, we're not going to be together or something had to give because travel was just not happening. So I'm in Mexico. It's amazing. But my, when I first got here, I actually landed here and it was the week that New York city shut down in the pandemic, like the exact same week. Missy was actually supposed to come with me just for a fun trip. And at the last minute, we're like, maybe you shouldn't go. Things seem a little iffy. Glad she didn't go because I was stuck here for four months or stuck, but I stayed for four months. And, you know, through that course of time, we decided I was going to come back. My business was digital. It worked. So I went back to New York in like July, like this time last year. And I got out of my apartment, had a new tenant, sold my stuff, all that. So it was this weird, like stressful time on my body, which I didn't really like even realize it because you know, Missy and I are go-getter people. We're all like this, like Roxanne, same thing. Like we get shit done. We like, there's no like loose ends usually. <laughs> I was bearing all this stress of this whole thing. And like, as I'm sure so many people were like the uncertainty of life. And I went back to Oregon um, in between and I saw a functional medicine doctor, um, kind of like what Gabrielle does, same thing. Just because I was like, I feel like I'm hitting a wall every day where I just have like narcolepsy. Like I fall asleep and I can sleep for three hours and I don't feel rested. My skin was breaking out. It was like all this stuff. And I know intellectually like food, sleep, gut health, all of that stuff. Like it's not my first rodeo with that. And so she did some tests and we figured out like my hormones were all over the place. My cortisol was like bonkers. Like I basically wasn't making any, I was running on like an empty gas tank all hours of the day from when I woke up, like I was not getting a spike and then coming down naturally. And this was like, like blew my mind because I kept thinking like, what could this be? Is it, and it really, for me in my life came down to stress and then finding some of those little things that I could like tweak maybe with a supplement or diet or whatever. But I don't think sometimes we look at our lives in this holistic way, even if we're, you know, going to the gym or doing whatever, like all of it matters. Um, and we can't really compartmentalize what we're up to. So I actually had to, I mean, at the time it was convenient, but I had to start making my movement practice just a little bit like slower, like take the dog out. I had a 16 kilo kettlebell. I wasn't doing anything crazy with that, but like I was able to sort of reset over the past, I'd say six months it took, reset myself, but it took, you know, those extra like bits of attention to my lifestyle um, and making some changes to it. And I think like 
that experience of feeling like shit, I was like, okay, yeah. this yeah. has taught me again. Like, I think a lot of people are probably in that. Missy and I talk about this, like coffee to wake up, stressful day, yeah. at night, crash. Why am I tired? Oh, but I go to the gym. Why am I not in shape? And it's just this like stress, caffeine, alcohol, stimulant life. Yeah. And you don't know that you're fucked up. <laughs> and the only, so the way that I can even relate to that too, is thinking about what immediately came to my brain when you're sharing a story is postpartum. Yeah. And mm. how, um, how it is this crazy world of like stress, good stress, a million things to do, right? Like a uh, new baby, maybe it's your second or third or fourth, I don't know. And it's just sort of like this up and down. And like, then it's like, then you're like at a workout regimen on top of that. Um, but I think for me, I was lucky enough that I sort of started this pre-kids, right? So it was not like, I think that again, going back to what we were saying earlier, it's this misconception of like one, it happening overnight. It's like this such this gradual thing, right? Like, and to your point of like, okay, you were just using your 16 kilo and taking the dog out for a walk. For me, postpartum, maybe it was just doing some crawling for 10 minutes, mm. right? Like that's where I was at, yeah. right? But it doesn't mean I'm going to live there forever. And it doesn't mean you're going to walk your dog and use your 16 kilo forever, right? But there's times in life, especially mm -hmm. during stressful moments where you have to like take a look at your life and be honest with yourself and be like, oh my gosh, wow, there's so much going on, right? Like I moved or like my grandma died or, you know, you know, I'm going through a pandemic and although it's great and I'm grateful, like I'm homeschooling or, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And yeah. I think that what we do training has to be viewed from a perspective of it ebbs and flows. Mm -hmm. it, it's not something that needs to be an hour in the gym and you're not working at a hundred percent of your max, right? Like that's yeah. not how you, that's not how you create a strong foundation. And we look at it like, how do we make it accessible without someone having to hit a breaking point to find it. Like oftentimes I think it's someone hits a something, whether it's an injury or a big life change event. Um, I trained a guy my first year as a trainer, his coworker was like, hey, would you do a double session with us? Like at 6 a.m. every day for me and my coworker, but he's significantly more out of shape than me. And I was like, you guys want to do this together? Like, and she's like, no, I'm just going to do it. Like, I want to be there to like for motivation for him, but you know, he needs to lose like a hundred over a hundred pounds. And his doctor said, if you don't do this now, you're probably not going to live to see your kids graduate college. Like this is a real moment. And he ended up training slowly. It built like a snowball yeah. and he did it, but like it took him a year and a half. And also like, that was a breaking point. Like when a doctor is sitting across from you and saying, you're going to die in like less than, you know, 10 years, maybe even less. If you yeah. don't do this, like you will have a heart attack or something is going to go wrong. That's like an oh shit moment. And a lot of times, especially with us, you know, in lives now that are so fast, the oh shit moment is too late. So we want to get right. you prepared to either not have one of those or that you're like ready for whatever comes at you. And I mean, obviously the pandemic and the whole, you know, COVID stuff, we're hoping as trainers that this like 
woke up a lot of us to it that maybe hadn't been focusing on our health. But yeah. again, it's like this is bigger than just, you know, medication. Like it's, it's oh, interesting. no, I mean, it's yeah. a lifestyle, it's a mindset and it's so, you know, I mean, your messaging is so strong, but I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's so value. I, I so deeply appreciate it. And I'm, I'm so proud to have you both on, on the show to, to really, to share everything that you're sharing. I mean, listen, this is a, you know, it's a gate life is a game of like, you know, it's survival, right? I mean, but really you want to be thriving, right? You don't want to just be surviving. You want to be thriving. And, you know, everything that we've been talking about will support that direction where you're not just surviving and you're thriving, going back to, you know, you having like essentially adrenal issues like cortisol, you know, I just tore my, um, my calf muscle sprinting in March. Right. And, uh, I did a whole podcast where it's like, I'm talking about recovery. Recovery is such an important piece to every part of, you know, my training and my lifestyle. Right. So you, you need it. This is where muscles repair. And, you know, as a woman in my forties, it's like hormone health, thyroid, like that's the queen. That's the boss that I'm always, I'm like managing my stress levels, implementing proper recovery to make sure that these stress levels and my hormones are optimized, right? When I when I tore my calf muscle, it's so funny. The first thing that hit my mind when I hit the ground because it was like I was I was up in air and it just popped, right? And I was like, ah, oh, fuck! And I hit the ground and I was like, the first thought was, what am I not going to be able to do? Like in terms of my training, like damn it! Like my mind just started going there, you know. And then my second thought came in. It's like. I'm going to do whatever it takes to nurture my body back into strength. So, you know, I backed off, I gave it everything it needed to, you know, recover properly. And I'm, you know, now I'm, I'm stoked. I'm back in the game and I'm feeling good and no issues, but that piece, I, I just wanted to pull on that, that piece. I'm kind of talking about two parts here where it's like, you need, first of all, recovery is so important. It's essential to longevity, to thriving, to, you know, optimizing health. Right. And then the piece about just paying attention to your overall capacity and your stress levels and understanding. And this is why also the whole just doing hit and some like high intensity spin class all the time. Like you might be fucking overworked already in your, you're, you're a high strong entrepreneur. You're a mom with like all this kid. And now you're, you're taxing your system even more by doing that spin class where you, and, and you're like, why won't weight come off? Why am I? Meanwhile, like if you just backed off, slowly lifted weights, went on more walks, optimized your sleep, all of a sudden you're going to just, you know, not only you're going to yeah. feel better, but you're going to see it. So, you know, kind of throwing a bunch of like, it's like kitchen sink shit right there. Like just throwing a bunch of, you know, stuff um, into this part of the talk to say that, you know, your messaging, your programming is so well-rounded. And I just love how both of you are, are, you know, you integrate this holistic picture where it's like, yes, it's strength training. Um, you know, I know Missy, you, you focus a lot on pre and post, um, partum, prenatal postpartum, yep. you know, that's a big part of, of training as well in your programming, but just also paying attention to, Hey, it's this overarching picture of, of health and of yep. strength. Yeah. 
So I listened to this functional medicine pediatrician talk about that from a COVID perspective, right? Like she's like, it's our job as, as, as um, practitioners to, to educate you and give you the tools so that when you do get sick, things flow in and they flow out. They yeah. flow in and they flow out. And that is our job with a program and a holistic approach to this, right? It's our job to give you the tools so that yeah. when you do get injured, when life throws you like a lemon, you you can handle it. It's yeah. not gonna rock you, right? Like that's not yeah. what it's like. It's our job as practitioners to give you the tools so that you are like a gladiator. Like for not- sure, but and and then I think it's also, and this is something I wanted to say, because I love that you've made your program so accessible when we think about, you know, the gyms were shut down forever yeah, they, and I, it, it got really hard to even get, you know, kettlebells yeah. and stuff like, but you, you, you make this so possible, like corner your home kettlebell, like make it fucking happen. And oh, yeah, now like, it's no, like, totally. I'm like Noah's Ark over here building things. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. We, we will but, survive. <laughs> but I have to say this because I'm a little bit of a hard ass like this can't help empowerment self mastery coach. But like, listen, you know, when you think about this whole, like, you know, these classes and it's so it's like the, the glitter and the, the entertainment. It's like, yeah, you got to have some fucking intrinsic motivation because it's a, it's hard to train yourself by yours. I love this shit. Like, yeah. so I'm lucky. I'm lucky. Right. Yeah. yeah. But you can train yourself to love it too. But I, I just have to say that like you're, yes, it is your job as practitioners and you, both of you badasses have made it so accessible and so, you know, just like so incredible your programming, but it really comes down to what you, the individual is willing to do you know, do you feel worthy to be fucking strong? Do you love yourself enough to set out that time and have hard boundaries around protecting this time that belongs to you to optimize your health and take care of yourself? And it's a lot fucking harder to do straight up if you're just doing it on your own. But it's also so much more fucking empowering because you can go to a class. That's some easy shit. Personally, I'm not even into classes. You know, I train jujitsu. That's like the most class that I'll, you know, get down on. Um, I love like, even when I'm in the gym, I like the environment, but like I'm a shark and I'm just in there to fucking, you know, but I just have to say that because yes, you, you make it easy and wonderful, but it really comes down to Hey girl, are you willing to throw down on yourself and like make this fucking happen? Because all three of us here want you to. (laughs) Totally. I mean, I'd love to see, I mean, this is a bigger goal, I think for Missy and I both, but just in general, like leadership in maybe female spheres, like female CEOs, or even like, I can't figure out why there isn't like a prominent fashion social media influencer yet that doesn't lift like two pound weights and only does Pilates. No offense to Pilates because I think it can actually be really great for people with core strength and whatnot. But like, I don't know, it just irks me because I'm like, I see myself like those women. Like I like to read Vogue and I like to, it's not like I constantly have chalk all over my hands. I mean, that's what we mentioned. Like we can have a blowout. Like, but really, why are there no women shown? And I mean, I have looked like all over and I still think it's just this thing that women don't see maybe the reciprocal nature of it's yeah. not just about like all this mindset coaching and like 
you know, leadership development, I'm like, why are we not teaching people how to lead their person? I know like mind and body should go together. Like and the, one easy way to do that is to learn how to push yourself physically. That creates so much mental strength. And then you layer that on with doing your self-care, your self-love, your personal work on your mental health. And you've got like this indestructible package. But I think the fitness part doesn't really sometimes match up with what people are like getting after in their lives and the mental challenge part all the time. And I just, I think that's why it's important. Like, you know, people like us speak about it, but also I just, I really want to see more um, visible, like big name people in all industries that are women that are like, I'm not afraid to barbell deadlift or I'm not afraid to pick up a weight or not do that, you know, class that costs $50 in, LA that, you know, isn't probably something I do often enough to like, look like I do. Like it, yeah. it's, it's real, like interesting time right now with that. So, no, it is. you know, I'm a, I'm a big fighter girl, like MMA, you know, UFC, like that's the only TV I watch really. And I'm, you know, I have tons of fighter friends where you're going to see UFC, female fighter friends, male as well. But, you know, I think that's like the one area, I mean, it's still kind of, you know, it's its own niche, right? Because it's like you have these fighters, but you have so many badass women who are so technically incredible. And then, you know, they, they go on and they've got the dresses and they're, sh- and, you know, because it's the point is, is that it doesn't, it's not this, you're either this or you're that. You know, I know in my own brand and my community, that's what a lot of women come to meet, they're attracted to. It's like, oh, wait, you know, I spent the majority of my makeup, my career as a celebrity makeup artist you train jujitsu and you're doing the Oscars and like, yeah, I can do that. I'll give you the fucking baddest smoky eye and then I'll choke you out. Like, yeah. and it's just natural. Like I could do both. I could be whatever the fuck I want to be, you know what I mean? But I'm with you that, you know, um, I would love to also see more of this. And I think that it's, you know, we're, we're, we're supporting this, you know, hopefully to potentially start to happen more because it is, it's going to help all of the younger women who are coming up to, to really, to feel good about being strong and to not have this limiting belief of like, oh, I, I have to either be this or or this, you know, but I can't, you no. Know, yeah. I just also think like we're doing a disservice if we're out here saying like 20 minutes on your mat for your, you know, just your mental health is gonna move the needle or just how you feel like 20 minutes, do what you feel. And I'm like, most of the fucking time, I don't want to, what I feel is not what (laughs) is going to move the needle. Like it's actually maybe mentally challenging one day, or maybe I have a day where I'm like, yes, I feel like a warrior. And then I'm sure my first session back from feeling sick for a few days, I might actually feel really good lifting, but it's also going to be kind of a mental challenge. Like once you push up again to go, and sometimes I'm like, no, like we shouldn't be sending the message like that this no. is, you know, all you need to do is just sit on your spin bike for 20 minutes and you're going to be good. Like no. when you're 60, you're going to be good. I'm like, no, no, you're not. <laughs> and no, you're not, not, not going to have an ass either. So Yeah. And it almost feels <laughs> rebellious to say it. And I, I do think like a lot of trainers are getting sucked into this like world of not speaking up about it because it's yeah. like, hey, yeah. Yeah. No, I love that so much. It's like, just keep it fucking real. We both know if you're just spinning till you're 60, you're not going to have an ass. You're not going to feel as good as you can feel. You're not going to have that savings account. 
You're not going to have the savings account. Exactly. Okay. I want to ask you before we start to close out, because I know you girls have a full life. I'm so grateful um, just to be connected with you both and to have this amazing conversation. I just want to ask you individually, what does being a strong woman mean to you? I'll start with you, Lacey. So for me, I think it's being able to take ownership of who you are. And again, back to what we've been saying, it's not just about your physical self as far as outward appearance or whatnot. It's literally having the confidence and the self-knowledge to make mistakes, to figure out who you are and who you want to be, what your values are, and then align your life with it. So I almost look at that as being able to kind of stand up for who you are as being a strong woman. And because everybody's different. I mean, Missy and I, I would say both strong women, we have extremely different lives. Like we're not the same in a lot of ways, but we both embody living our lives and we want to not only, you know, be our best selves, but be our best selves for other people. And I think that that's why we really aim to help women specifically figure out their physical self. Cause it's like the first layer of foundation, right? Like mm -hmm. if you can't like move well, everything else is going to be harder. And then we sort of work up the, the hierarchy of things. So that's what it really means to me. It's being able to have something to stand for and just live the life that you want to live without I don't know, saying not apologizing for it's a little cliche, but kind of that, like you yeah. just want and you don't put up with shit, you go for it. So that's yes. I yeah. love it. So being a strong woman for me, uh, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is being present. And I think that my training is a piece of that, right? It's, it's spilled over to other aspects of my life into like being present, whether it's like not having your phone at the dinner table or you know, being really there with your kids, not just like sitting there watching television show, like really having conversations and all of that to me sort of like, it comes from like just the way that I live my life, like my training. And it's because I'm able to give that time to myself and it's not, it's a non-negotiable, right? So it's just, I think a strong woman for me just means being present and giving yourself the things that you need so that you could be there, like Lacey said, for everybody else. All these other people, no matter what it is that you do, whether it's your aunt, grandma, father, kids, brother, sister, mother, you know, all the people, the clients, everybody, so that every single day you can wake up and be like, yo, I'm ready. I'm ready to give everybody what they need. Here I am. Because you're able to, you have to fill your bucket. Like I know it's, you see this and read it everywhere, but it's so true. <laughs> and for me, there's sleep and my weight training is just non-negotiable. I love it. Oh man. I'm so, uh, you girls are just, yeah, you're fucking awesome. I've got one more question um, before we wrap out. I'm going to start with you, Lacey, again, if you had a magic wand and you can give the masses one positive habit that would have a large ripple effect on their life, what would it be and why? Oh my goodness. Um, if I could have everybody do one thing with a magic wand, I think honestly, that one thing would be choosing to move in some capacity every single day. Like they had to do it for like an hour. 
like in some way. Cause I think honestly, like the way that the world's going, a lot of us are just so sedentary <laughs> that Missy lives in New York. Like I know how much New Yorkers walk. I would wish everyone had to like walk like a New Yorker for that part of their like day, every single day. Because honestly, if you did nothing else, that would move the needle for so many people. Like just the things that you're present to, like I walk my dog every day cause he's huge and he needs to be walked just observing the trees, breathing, starting my day, like without noise, just uninterrupted, easy movement to connect with yourself. I would give that gift to everybody. So good. I love it. Missy. So I talk about this a lot and we've mentioned it so many times. So I'll just say quickly sleep is gold. And if I had to add something to that, it'd be hydration. I really, truly don't think people drink enough water and realize how much we are made up of water and how connected we are to just water. So sleep and water, 100%. Uh, you two are the perfect package, man. <laughs> I actually I go together. See, they can sleep, they can get up, go for a walk after they have their yeah. <laughs> right? Put some it's- fucking real salt in the water and you're good to go. Yeah, like, just- <laughs> it's not science. I love it. Okay. So wait, we, okay. So thank you. First of all, let me just thank you both. Um, you know, you're both incredible. I'm so, like I said, so grateful to be connected and to have you on the show and to share your voice and your messaging. It's so empowering. So thank you so much for carving up the time to be here with me and with all of our listeners and viewers. Thank you so much. We're Yeah. So where, where are the best places to stay connected with you both? We'll have everything in the show notes, um, you know, for women who want to start diving into your program, get on it. You need to do it. Um, I'm going to start doing kettlebells. Actually, we'll talk about this afterwards. Cause I know, I mean, I use them, but like, I want to use them like, you know, in your program. So please tell them where to go. Yeah. So we, um, we have a company called bells up. And our digital programs are on a site called bellsup.tv. So it's B-E-L-L-S-up.tv. And if you go there, we have a seven-day free trial for our programs. And we do this a little um, differently than a lot of digital fitness services do. We don't offer like a full class in our program. We actually record unique videos for every single session that you'll do in a 12 week movement block. So you're sort of like with us every day. It's not just like a recorded movement that you see. Um, And then you also get a full program written if you don't wanna use the video every single time. So there's um, fresh videos. We have three levels, beginner, intermediate, advanced, and every video goes in order. So Missy talked about a lot, um, some of the things like in group fitness that we found don't really work over time. It doesn't really progress anywhere. Our things actually progress. So the movements build. When you finish a series, you move to the next 12-week series. There's never like a break. Sometimes people are like, what do I do after I finish one of them? We're like, you keep going. <laughs> Go to the next one or <laughs> the one you're on. Um, and so you can figure out your level. Like beginner is super basic and that doesn't mean easy, but it just means we build on skills all the way up to our advanced series, which you'll do things with like snatching a kettlebell, there's pull-ups mixed in. So everyone usually fits. And then Missy's um, postpartum program, the Fit Fourth is on there. And it's meant to be done for women, you know, anywhere three to six months after having a baby, which very different for everyone, but that also lives there. 
Um, so you can find us there. And then we have an Instagram account that is also called at Bells Up TV that will lead you that direction. Um, we have an app that you can download once you sign up. So you can do this on your phone, your computer. And then both of us have our social media accounts. Um, they're just our names, Melissa Paris Fitness. And then I'm just at Lacey Lazoff. Um, and if you also just Google Bells Up, you'll probably find like our website. You'll find our YouTube. We got all the things going on. Yeah. I'll make sure all the leads are there for, for all of, you know, our, our listeners and viewers. Yeah. Try out Bells Up TV because you know, you have nothing to lose. You sign up and you get literally seven days to just explore all of it. And we give again, detailed coaching. It's not just like a video of me showing you how to deadlift with no sound. It's me talking to you like this via video, helping you through it. So the reason we did it that way is so you can actually take real breaks when you strength train and we can actually heavy enough that it's not like, you know, you get a 30 second rest in a hit class. It's, it's a little different. So Miss Abby, I, love it. I just went off. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's great. We do also have a, a community place called Geneva where if you sign up, um, we send people a link. They can sign up on this community platform. So they also have access to us if there's questions like throughout. So you can like, there's like forms in there, depending on what program you're at. One of us is always monitoring it. So we're in there in case there people are like, reps, what sets I'm here. I don't know where to go. Like, and everyone's blocked in with other people that are also doing the program. So there was lots of ways to reach us. You know, we're always checking our email. We're always responding. We answer the DMs. We do all the things. That's a lot. I know yeah. firsthand. That's a lot, girl. <laughs> like, that's amazing. Okay. Well, thank you both so much again. Um, I know we'll be talking a lot more and I'm just, I'm really, really proud, grateful. You both are awesome fucking contributors. And I, I really do feel bigger, bigger things coming for you both. So thank you for letting me support you in this, you know, expansion of, of all that you're doing. Thank you. Thanks for having us. You're so, so welcome. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode, you guys. If you loved it, please share it on your social. Throw it up on your Instagram stories and tag me. I'm at Black Belt Beauty. I am also at Roxy Look. R-O-X-Y-L-O-O-K. I love connecting with you guys. This is a conversation that I want to just continue growing with you guys. So if you feel inspired to hit me up, do so in that space. I always enjoy hearing from you. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so by rating it and reviewing it via iTunes. It's such supportive help, you guys. It really helps the visibility of this podcast. So I appreciate and thank you in advance for doing that. And last but not least, if you are interested in starting your own podcast, or perhaps you already have one and you need help with, you know, editing your audio and the production of it, I cannot recommend my producers enough. Resonate recordings, you guys, they are the bomb. I rely on them. They are an absolute supportive tool to me and my podcast. So check them out and let them know that Black Belt Beauty sent you. And on that note, you guys, I'm signing off with all my love and always looking forward to catching you on the next.